It's June 16th, 2020, and the doghouse is headed out west. Yeehaw, motherfuckers, let's go. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and we are back with the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. And we are going to be heading out to the AFC West, but let's take care of a couple of things here. We are going live on more formats with this episode, hopefully, as long as my stupid ass can get it right. But, uh, yeah, find me on Twitter. Uh, you can also find me at Instagram at the same, at the same handle. At RoyDog underscore 13, that is R-O-Y-D-A-W-G underscore 1-3. And as promised, I do have a spot for donations for the program. All the donations will go specifically to the doghouse to upgrade, uh, get new formats. We were hoping to get video formatting this year. I don't know if it's going to happen. Maybe closer to the year. Uh you know, the regular season. We'll see what happens there. That is at Dennis-Roy-14. Whatever the fuck 14 had to be. It couldn't have been 13 just to kind of keep it consistent. But it is what it is. That's over at Venmo. Uh, if you care to donate, I appreciate it greatly. If not, hey, the stuff I'm putting out is all free. Uh, all the charts, all... Depth charts, uh, spreadsheets, everything that I've got going on, uh, they're still going to continue to be free. There's no way I'm charging for it, um, even though, you know, put in a lot of work. It's great. People have been saying good things about it, so I appreciate everybody. But uh, if you want to get yourself <clears throat> a copy of these, uh, we do have Strength of Schedule, uh, ADP, uh better depth charts than you're going to find anywhere else uh you can contact me dm me on twitter or dm me on instagram and i will add you to the subscriber list but let's get into uh the afc west today we're going to do the a we're going to do the nfc west on friday we're going to keep uh we're going to keep the divisions each week that should keep the podcast under an hour hopefully you guys know how I kind of drag the fucking conversation on. But it is what it is. I like to talk once I get talking. But, uh, yeah, let's get going. Let's get in the AFC West. And we're going to start with the Denver Broncos. We've talked about in previous episodes, which you can find on Spreaker.com. Um, we've talked about the Denver Broncos offense and adding Pat Shermer as the offensive coordinator. Everything's going to start at the running back and work outwards from there. Um, you're going to have Jerry Judy lining up across from Cortland Sutton. And I'm predicting that KJ Hamler, who we liked out of Penn state, I'm predicting he's actually going to take that slots, that slot receiver role 
if they can't move Deontay Spencer in there or possibly Judy in there and have Spencer uh, lined up across from Cortland Sutton. Um, but like I said, I think Hamler's talented enough as a rookie to actually take that slot role. It's just whether or not this whole pandemic issue is going to be a hindrance going into training camps in the end of July and into August. We'll see what happens there. Uh, there's questions about Drew Locke. He's got the weapons. Is he going to get everything you know, done here? We don't know. I've been high on Drew Locke since he got drafted. Anybody who's listened to the podcast last year or you know, looked at the draft guide that we had out last year, I am high on Drew Locke. Does need to still grow into the role. I just don't know if it's this year, especially at his current ADP, which we'll get into. Um, but you got a you've got a better than average offensive line there. You had Lloyd. Cushenberry, who got drafted this year in the third round, should take over at center. Uh, the only real weak spot along the line is going to come from Juwan James, but I think with Graham Glasgow at right guard next to him, it's going to prop him up a little bit more, uh, which should be good for Melvin Gordon, who came over from the L.A. Chargers. Um, there's still a lot of talk about Philip Lindsay having a role. But I do believe that Melvin Gordon is going to get the lion's share of uh, the carries, the targets out of the backfield. Um, so Melvin Gordon is is a bit high. He's a little underappreciated right now in drafts. So if you're getting him, if you're doing best ball drafts, definitely take a look at him um, in those drafts because he's going somewhere around third, fourth round still. So we'll take a look there. Um, when we get into the ADPs here, let's take a look at the defense. Defense is pretty solid up front. Uh, Shelby Harris, Mike Purcell, and Jarrell Casey are penciled in as the starters for now. Uh, the only really weak spot as far as the linebacking core is Bradley Chubb, but I think that is going to change this year. He should have a positive regression uh, at the strong side linebacker position. And then you're going to have Alexander Johnson, Todd Davis, and Von Miller uh, as your other complimentary. And I say that ever so lightly because of Von Miller. Uh, complimentary linebacking core. A.J. Bouye and Bryce Callahan are, should line up as your outside uh, wide uh, wide receivers. Cornerbacks with Isaac Yadam in your, as your slot corner. Kareem Jackson and Justin Simmons, who still as of right now, I don't believe has actually signed his um, his uh, uh, franchise tender yet. So we'll keep an eye on there. But that's pretty damn solid. I'm actually pretty excited about this defense this year, uh, especially when the offense is going to go to more of a ball control. Uh, under Shermer should be very good. I don't think you're going to get a lot of points there, although you know, from opposing offenses, except, you know, of course, like say Kansas city. Now, when we look at the Denver Broncos schedule, their rank, <clears throat> we've talked about strength of schedule based on last year's records. Now I've also gone through and done strength of schedule based on the total defense uh, versus rush versus the pass. And then this year we've actually added uh, 
the strength of schedule based on the opposing offenses. So let's go through it first on the defensive side. If you look at strength of schedule, based on current record, full season, Denver has the 12th hardest schedule in the NFL. What does that mean? Uh, Going against opposing defenses, they're actually the 17th hardest uh, schedule on paper. The 17th versus the rush and 11th versus the pass. So that's going to bulk up a little bit more interest in Melvin Gordon and the running backs, and it's going to depress my interest in true lock a bit. Um, we'd have to actually go through the, the schedule itself and try and find individual matchups where you got shootout potentials in here. But like I said, I like the defense this year, so it's going to be rather closer games than what I think a lot of people are going to expect. Now, if you break it down to the passing options, the wide receiver one has the 21st ranked defensive matchup. So that's good news for Cortland Sutton. So Sutton being bumped up this season is not a big deal to me. Although if you break it down by quarters, quarter one is actually his best. So 27th, so 27th, (laughs) I don't know if I should say worst, best. It's just 27th overall. I guess wide receiver ones. Then you go second quarter. It's going to be the it's going to be actually the sixth hardest matchup, and then third and fourth quarter would be twelve and twelve. Now this actually changes as we go through the year. That's why I've made the new strength of schedule chart so we can track it a little bit better by full season halves and quarters. You'll be able to see the individual matchups per week because I have the whole schedules all done. I had them done last weekend, so. Um, we're definitely going to keep an eye. This is more for uh, waiver wires, any type of free agent pickups. It's a good tool to have. Now, wide receiver two, which would be Jerry Judy, as expected, is going to have the ninth hardest matchup. So not really that great of a matchup until you get into the second half. Second half, it's rated as the 21st matchup in the league. Uh or I'm sorry, schedule in the league, Uh, 16th in the third quarter and 19th in the fourth quarter. So it's quite possible that somebody's going to give up on Jerry Judy early and we'll be able to target him later. That's how you use these charts. Okay, Wide receiver plus, which would include like K.J. Hamler, uh, Deontay Spencer, it's the 11th ranked um, schedule in the NFL. 22nd in the first half. Hmm. Let's take a look. Quarter one, 25th. Quarter two, 16th. So it could be an early start for either K.J. Hamler or Deontay Spencer. Who would that be? Who is that going to be? Oh, look at that. Titans and Steelers. Interesting. I don't know if I'd target the Steelers so much. Titans? It's quite possible. Quite possible. Tight ends. Tight end position. Third hardest ranked schedule for the season. Now, the fourth quarter is pretty decent at 23 overall. So that come playoff time actually could be helpful. So we'll keep an eye on that. Now, versus running back, this 
has nothing to do with rushing. This has everything to do with your receiving backs. 25th ranked schedule for the running back. Let's take a look at it by halves. Seven in the first half. 29th in the second half. Quarter one has the second hardest matchup. But the other three quarters, 28th, 29th, and 25th. So if we get Melvin Gordon, and of course, probably want to handcuff Melvin Gordon with Philip Lindsay, as long as it's not too expensive. He's a guy I want to target. He's going to get a lot of use in the offense. And he's got the schedule to match, at least for now. But we have to trust what we're seeing. We have to take a look at each individual team, which we'll get go through for the next four weeks, and see if there's any good plus or minuses. All right, now for the defense. Fifth hardest ranked offense over uh, schedule versus offenses overall. Third versus the pass. 31st versus the run. Let's see what teams we got in here for the Denver Broncos. We'll run it through. We got the Titans, Steelers. It's tough versus the run. Pass, maybe not so much. Well, Ben Roethlisberger, of course, comes back. We'll have to see how the offense uh, reacts to that. Definitely is going to be better than last year. Buccaneers, Jets. Jets we're not scared of. Buccaneers, a lot of people are on Tom Brady, but come on. We've been, we faded Tom Brady last year. We've said he's gotten too old. What makes you think that just by changing into the Tampa Bay offense, he's not, he's, that it's going to make it any better? He's not Jameis Winston. If we're worried about arm strength, why are we focusing on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as a team to target? I don't get it. I just don't get it. Patriots and Dolphins. Are we scared of the Patriots offense? Nope. Going to be a really close game. Uh, Dolphins. We don't know what we're going to get. Ryan Fitzpatrick could light up or they could go to Tua. Then you got the running quarterback. Is Tua, is Tua somebody that we're going to be scared of as a rookie? We don't know. Is it going to be Kyler Murray? Don't know. Is it going to be Lamar Jackson? We don't know. We do know that he's coming off hip surgery. Is he going to run nearly as much as what everybody thinks is? I don't think so. Now, you do have the Kansas City Chiefs in Week 7, right before the bye week, so we do know that's always going to be a tough matchup no matter what. Uh, we skip over to the bye, go to Week 9 and 10. you got the Falcons and the Raiders. Falcons, I'm a little scared of because they'll abandon the run like nobody's business. Raiders, usually those games are pretty darn close, um, but the Raiders have had their no- have had Denver's number uh, on occasion for the last few years, so we'll have to see what happens there. Chargers, Saints, not scared of the Chargers, Saints. It's in Denver. We know Drew Brees on the road isn't all that great compared to at home. So 
I'm still going to play that narrative. We'll see what happens there. Then they go against the Chiefs and the Panthers. Again, Chiefs, nothing, nothing more needs to be said. Panthers, <laughs> I don't know. We're going to have a lot of time to see what's happening with the Panthers at that point in time. If they're going to be slinging a rocker, if they've already cashed it in, they're just giving CMC as much handle as possible. Bills and Chargers to round out the regular 16-game season through the playoffs. Again, Chargers, not scared of them. Bills? It's tricky. You got the running quarterback. I do like Josh Allen. He's not that great of a quarterback in real life, but fantasy quarterback, man, he's really good. So we'll pay attention to that a little bit more as the season goes on. But I think Denver's defense is actually pretty good uh, against that schedule overall. Like I said, it's going to update from week to week. We'll see what happens. Um, ADPs, let's do that real quick before we skip to the next team. Uh, you're, we'll start with the defense since I'm right here. Uh, Denver Broncos defense is the 14th defense overall, 232 overall as a whole. Uh, that is updated as a 6-7. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't update that number there. It's actually 6-14. So Denver Broncos are going way late. You're going at the end of your draft. They're not even being taken as a as a defense number one. Wow. Really? Nobody's even taking a shot on that? All right. Well, we'll see. Drew Locke is currently your 21st quarterback. And is 130 is pick 139 overall. If you want to take a shot on him, I don't hate it. But like I said, we've taken a look at his actual schedule. It still might be in a year that we want to wait on him. To be quite honest with you, especially even in like this is going to be more in like say the two quarterback leagues. I don't know if I'm going to trust Drew Locke, especially around guys like. Oh, let's see. Ryan Tannehill's. Let's go through it. Ryan Tannehill, eighteen from eighteen. Then you have Joe Burrow, Jimmy G, Drew Locke, Kirk Cousins, Philip Rivers, and Gardner Minshew. I'd actually like to have Gardner Minshew before I take Drew Locke. And I, it's disgusting to fucking say it. But the Jaguars should be playing from behind most of the year. Going to have to play catch up. That's probably a guy I'd probably circle before I'd ever go to Drew Locke. Running backs, let's see what we got here. Where is my guy Melvin Gordon? He's actually oh, he is actually He is actually right at the beginning of the third round now. He's moved up from thirty one overall. He's moved up to twenty fifth. So he's going around the two three turn. He's the sit number 16 running back. 16. Fucking 16. That's incredible. That's going around. Clyde Edwards alert, understandably, from Casey is going in front of him. And we'll get to Alaire. But Alaire's at 14. Gurley, Gurley. Todd Gurley is at 15. Are you kidding me? He's right in front of him. He's right in front of Melvin Gordon at 24th overall. Then you'd have Gordon, Fournette, and Le'Veon Bell. And then you have, of course, my guy, Jonathan Taylor, out of the University of Wisconsin for the Indianapolis Colts. But look at that grouping. 
you want to take a shot on that rookie? Or do you want to take a guy who, yeah, he held out last year. It affected him. But are you really 16th running back off the board? I don't know, man. I'm gonna take a shot on I'm gonna take a shot on Gordon. I'm definitely gonna take a shot at Gordon and look at him. Uh Philip Lindsay, 44th running back off the board, 111. It's about 9-10, somewhere in there. That's good for a that's good for a handcuff. I'll take him a little bit earlier. I'll take him in the eighth. We like to reach up a little bit for our handcuffs. No big deal there. No big deal. That's going to be it for our Denver running backs. Let's take a look at our wide receivers here, though. Cortland Sutton is the 20th wide receiver off the board at pick 49. So he's right at the 4-5 turn. Wow. Wow. If you don't get Melvin Gordon, I say you take a shot on Sutton. I'm just going to be honest with you. That's a hell of incredible value for a wide receiver one. He's going to finish in the top 12. He's going to finish in the top 12 this year. I guarantee that. Uh, Jerry Judy is the 42nd uh, wide receiver off the board at 108. Not too bad. Not too bad of value in there. Let's see. Where's our other Where's our other Denver? Where's our other Denver's? Oh, my God. It doesn't get there until pick to wide receiver 101. So this is one of your flyer guys is K.J. Hamler. 344th overall uh, in the NFSC. So definitely if you're doing best ball drafts, take a shot on K.J. Hamler. He's going to be the high flyer, especially if you did get your hands on Cortland Sutton. Um, I would take a definite shot on him. Uh, speedster. Deshaun Hamilton. I don't know why I said Deontay Spencer. I don't like I don't like Deontay Spencer. I like I apologize for that. I like Deshaun Hamilton. I don't know why I got him there. Stupid me. 146 over uh 146 wide receiver, uh four eighty two overall, so that's another flyer guy. Uh if you don't get KJ Hamler. Look there. Noah Fant didn't have too good of a schedule coming up. Noah Fant is number 15 at tight end, 132 overall. So he's going towards the end of your draft um, for sure, unless somebody just has a Denver kick and wants to go get him. Albert O, he's not even going anywhere. So uh, he's a guy that you can kind of keep an eye on for later on. But... I mean, really, 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 if if uh, Fant doesn't get it done in the first quarter, first four games of the year, <whistles> not going to be all that great. I do kind of want to look at him for the Texans, though. We did like uh, tight ends versus Texans. Oh, no. Hold on. I'm on the wrong one. Jesus. First podcast, I'm actually expanding, and I fucked it up. Any which way. We're moving on to KC, a little bit more fun offensive team. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is everybody's got to go to now. Um, Surprisingly, is getting drafted in front of Lamar Jackson. That's a lot of push on the radio uh, for Patrick Mahomes, and rightfully so. Um, We've talked about Clyde Edwards. Hilaire should take over the number one spot, but we do have to be careful 
with CEH. Okay, because Damian Williams is still there. He's still under contract. He could actually get the first run before uh, Edwards Alaire gets his shot. Now, I do like Edwards Alaire. I like him a lot. It's just whether or not I want to take him at the spot that he's going. And we'll go back to the running back ADPs here in a minute. But we take a look at the offense. As far as the wide receivers, you still have Tyreek Hill. Uh, Sammy Watkins probably should be switching in and out with Hill out of the slot. And you'll see a little bit of Hardman over there, uh, not only across from Hill, but out of the slot as well. They should be switching them in and out. Uh, the offensive line, Eric Fisher, Nick Allegretti, Austin Ryder, Laurent, Duvernay, Tardif, and Mitchell Schwartz. Uh, the offensive line is not that bad. Um, they're not all that great either. They're better They're better at the center and the two bookend uh, tackles. And then you're talking about Travis Kelsey out of the of uh, the tight end spot, which, you know, we always love. We've seen this offense. We know this offense. If you don't know this offense by now, go look up Andy Reid's offenses. They're fantastic. We love Andy Reid offenses, especially for running backs. And, of course, Patrick Mahomes is, like, he's the, do I dare say bee's knees? Am I saying bee's knees? Because, I mean, we still don't know if the murder hornets are coming, so... I don't know. Uh, we move to the Kansas City Chiefs defense. Let's see if they've upgraded. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not really. Across the front, you have Alex Okafor, Chris Jones. Still has signed the franchise tag, but he will. Uh, Derek Nadi, Frank Clark. No real big additions to the defense. The linebacking core is going to be Damian Wilson. Uh, Willie Gay Jr., who was drafted in the second round out of Mississippi State, uh, should be the starting linebacker opposite of Damian Wilson, should be beat out Anthony Hitchens, if not Damian Wilson himself, and Hitchens moves up. Um, your corners are going to be Charvarius Ward. We don't know what's happening with Bashad Breland. He got a DUI. God, that's probably been about a month and a half ago. So we don't know what's going on there. Expect a suspension, though. Uh, for Rashad Breeland here. Uh, then you have Rashad Fenton in the slot, although he does have some competition. Eh, it's a seventh-round pick and to carry his keys out of Tulane. Yeah, it's going to be Rashad Fenton. Um, but your safeties are really good, again, with Tyron Matthew. And then it's going to be really good if Juan Thornhill came, comes back right from his injury. Um, I would expect... He's going to be back. He's on track to come back um, because he was injured early enough in the season. But, uh, I mean, the secondary isn't all that bad. Uh, Breland actually isn't all that terrible. Now, you're going to have Alex Brown and Antonio Hamilton behind him. Uh, You also have Legereus Sneed out of Louisiana Tech who's taken in the fourth round. Maybe he could be a mid-round uh, fine for the Kansas City Chiefs on the defense? We don't know. But it's something that we need to monitor because uh, Ward was the guy going against the wide receiver ones. Breland was going against the wide receiver twos. So we're definitely going to have to pay attention there. Um, this is a defense that I still think you're going to be able to run on. Uh, it doesn't scare me all that much. We'll take a look at the rankings here. <clears throat> 
Uh, strength of schedule based on, on record. 18th schedule overall. Are you fucking kidding me? You're giving me the you're giving the champs with a lower half schedule. Oh, get the fuck out of here. Most of that has to do with the Chargers. Um, Raiders aren't too bad. Uh, who else was on there? Oh, Falcons. Falcons and... Uh, oh, yeah, the Jets. So... That's where most of that comes into play. Total defenses that they're playing, 19th overall, so it's pretty consistent. Uh, versus the rush, 19th. Take a look at that. Let's take a look at the rush. You do it by quarter. Let's do it by quarters here. So quarter, starting with quarter one, 30th, 12th, 20th, and 17th. It's not bad. That's not bad at all. I might have to rethink my Edwards Allaire. Hmm, that's not a bad schedule. Well, let's see what happens versus the pass. Mahomes is Mahomes. He's going to be up there anyways. Quarter one, 30th, 18th, 18th, and 31st. Really? Really? Wow. Wow, 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 wow. God, is he worth is he worth jumping up for? Now, most of your home drafts, somebody's going to draft. Somebody's probably going to draft Lamar Jackson in the first round, if not the second, and then Mahomes is going to go right behind him. Uh, two quarterback leagues, super flex, which I love. Um, he might be worth he might be worth the pick, but he's probably going to end up going in the top four. So I probably won't get any shares of him there. Uh, let's take a look at the wide receiver ones. 23rd ranked overall. Not bad. 28th, 25th, 24th, 28th. Tyreek Hill. Get you some of that Tyreek Hill. Wide receiver two. 18, 18, 23, and 31. Here's the problem with this now. Is the wide receiver two Sammy Watkins? Or is the wide receiver two McCole Hardman? We need to We need to figure that one out. And then we need to figure out, are we going to trust either Sammy Watkins or McCall Hardman? McCall Hardman is probably better set for your best ball leagues, not for your seasonal leagues. It's just plain simple fact. Why do we need to figure out who's going to be there and then make kind of make that decision? Wide receiver plus, schedule rank, first, the hardest in the National Football League. Starts out well. Quarter 1, 29th, 10th, 1st, and 22nd. So he might be a guy that we can sell early. Maybe. But we still have Travis Kelsey. Let's see what Kelsey's schedule. Fourth hardest schedule overall. Quarter 1, it's 27, 11, 23rd, and eleven. So he's going to start out strong, possibly dip down, come back up, and dip that back down right before playoffs. Could be a guy for trade tar- trading. We'll have to take a look at that. We'll have to keep an eye. This is why we do this. This is why we do this. We look at this, and then we come up with ideas, okay? Running backs in the passing game, 14th overall. Do it by quarters, 32nd. 9th, 7th, 25th. 
So it's going to be important whether or not Edwards Alaire gets the first crack at it, or if it's still going to be Damian Williams, the incumbent. Because if if it's Damian Williams and we got Edwards Alaire but no Damian Williams, we're kind of hung out to dry. So we need to get confirmation on that. Andy Reid typically, outside of last year, likes to use one running back. But Damian Williams proved himself, especially in the playoffs, especially in the Super Bowl. So we can't count him out. We just can't count him out. Let's take a look at the defense. A lot of people are high on this Kansas City Chiefs defense. I don't know if I'm going to buy into it too much. But let's take a look at the schedule and see what happens. Uh Schedule, uh, strength schedule based on total offense, 22nd. Okay. Let's do it by quarters. 32nd, 27th, 29th, and 12th. Okay, maybe we can take a look at the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, versus passing offenses. Uh, 13th. <clears throat> 13th hardest. All right. Let's look by quarter. 32nd, 28th, 29th, and 6th. So they may fade at the end. Or they may build up strength as, through the season. I mean, by that time, they're going to gel. We're going to have a little bit more knowledge on what's going on. We're going to have the numbers to back shit up. Let's look at the rush. 29th by quarters. 24th, 29th, 26th, and 26th. Okay, I'm on the Kansas City Chiefs defensive bandwagon. I really, really am. I just, I don't know. We'll have to take a look at uh, what's going on here uh, in terms of schedule. We'll run through that. Um, There is a little bit of uh, something I failed to mention with the uh, Denver Broncos is I have actually gone through and taken the defensive DVOA for the season, you know, the halves and the quarters, and added it with the offensive DVOA averages, put it in there, divided it by two, It's just something I'm toying with. So we get a complete rank um, versus defenses and offenses. So Kansas City overall has the, according to the the way I put this metric together, um, and it's so simple. That's why I'm just like, I don't know if I can trust it, but we're going to take a look at it anyways. 14th ranked. Strength of schedule based off DVOA for defense plus offense. Doing it by quarters, 32nd, 21st, 23rd, and 15th. If that holds true, then that puts even more into the Kansas City Chiefs defense. Um, I'm going to run back here and look at Denver's here real quick. Uh, Denver defense plus offense DVOA uh, rank is actually second hardest. Uh, by quarter, 15, 10, 1, and 20. So uh, a lot of ball control I can see out of there. Uh, still like Melvin Gordon, still like Horton Sutton. Let's take a look at the Kansas City Chiefs schedule. you got Texans and Chargers. We're looking at this completely from a defensive perspective. Uh, a little worried about Texans. I think you know starting early offenses always have kind of a little bit more of the advantage, I think. Um, Chargers, not scared. Ravens and Patriots. Ravens, a little worried about. 
Should be a shoot 'em out game. Uh, Patriots, not so much. Raiders, eh, okay. Bills, eh, maybe. You get the Broncos and Jets. Broncos is going to be more ball control. You're going to have see how Drew Locke is handling himself by that time. Uh, Jets, not really too concerned with. Uh, right before the bye, they face the Carolina Panthers. Pretty much just going to blow the shit out of that one. Uh, Raiders and Buccaneers. Raiders, again, we're, we like Josh Jacobs. Don't know how much of the rest of it we like. Uh, we already talked about Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Uh, then we get the Broncos and Dolphins again. Uh, again, we're Dolphins is going to be too. Uh, Drew Locke is. How is he coming along? Saints in week 15. That's the one that's killing that DVOA right there. And the Falcons in week 16. So we're going to have to see what happens here with this defense, if they're gelling or not, because I don't know if we're going to want to go into the playoffs versus Saints and Falcons, but we can use them during the rest of the year. And most of the time, you can just pick up another defense anyways on waivers. So Chargers in week 17, it's too bad that wasn't week 16. That's too bad. That's just, you know, that's just too bad there, kid. All right, let's take a look here. KC, quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, number one quarterback overall in the NFFC, 13th overall. So he's just at the beginning of the second round. Uh, we've talk, kind of talked about this before. It's a little, I, don't draft, I don't draft quarterbacks early. Um, if you do it, it's a high risk, high reward, because you're going to actually get the stats out of – Patrick Mahomes, but how much is that going to be a detriment to the rest of your positions? That's always the argument. Uh, as far as Casey for the backups, Matt Moore, yeah, we're not worried about Matt Moore or Chad Henney. So we're going to move right to running backs. We talked about Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, 14th running back overall, 19th overall uh, in NFFC drafts. Damian Williams, 31st running back off the board, 70. This is overall ADP. 70. So that's a six-round pick. So if you want to handcuff that situation, which I would highly, highly recommend, it's going to cost you. But it can be worth it in the end. Especially if Damian Williams gets those first touches, you know, majority of touches out of the gate, and they bring Edwards Alaire in later. So don't discount it. Casey, what do we got? Daryl Williams. Yeah, we're not worried about Daryl Williams, but just make yourself known that he's going to he's being taken as the third KC running back. DeAndre Washington, uh, who actually moved over from New Orleans from Las Vegas, which used to be Oakland, uh, hundred and twelfth. So those are your other backup running backs over there. Now we switch to the wide receivers. Tyreek Hill is the fifth wide receiver off the board, 21st overall. So if you're looking at getting yourself a piece of that Kansas City offense, it's going to cost you 24th overall pick right now. Or, yeah, 21st, 24th overall pick for Clyde Edwards Lair or 21st overall. For Tyreek Hill, probably not going to get both in there. And then remember, you got Patrick Mahomes in there, 
at 13. So you already have three guys in the first round. Now let's take a look at the other wide receivers here, see if we like their current ADPs. McCole Hardman is the 44th wide receiver off the board at 114. Not too bad if you want to take a shot, especially in best ball. I'd pay up. I'd even pay up probably a little bit more for that. Uh, Sammy Watkins is the 55th overall wide receiver, 146 overall in drafts. Uh, let's see. Do we have any more, Casey? Oh, yes. Byron Pringle. Yeah, great. 88th wide receiver off the board. Uh, I'd rather pop a can of Pringles than ever take a shot on fucking Byron Pringle, even though he had that one good game. Thanks. Uh, Demarcus Robinson, who I love. I think he's a really good wide receiver, but he's just buried too much. He's 114th. Uh, overall wide receiver and scene for wide receivers there. Now we'll take a look at our tight ends, and there's only two tight ends that we're looking at for KC. The first one, of course, and the more important one is Travis Kelsey. As the number one tight end, he's going off at 22nd. So you have 13 for Mahomes, 21st for Hill, 22nd for Kelsey, and 24th for Clyde Edwards-Alaire. So you need to ask yourself the question, if you're going to take a shot on one of these guys, you know, is it worth it? We've already talked about Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I think he's worth it. We talked about Tyreek Hill and his schedule, that he's worth it. Kelsey, with that hard that hard schedule? First, let's go back through it. First for the full season, second for the first half, third for the second half. That's not worth it. Not for Travis Kelsey. I get it. I love Travis Kelsey. But, man, that's it's still a steep price to play, pay for that. I don't know if it's worth it. Kansas City Chiefs defense is the number 10 defense off the board. 210 overall. Not too big of a deal. So, just understand that that Kansas City defense is actually kind of bouncing up and down here. Uh, let's see if we go back to 517 forward, 8th, 8th, 10th, 7th. So he had another bounce up, or he had the bounce up after a dip, back down to 10th. So they're kind of hovering in there. Uh, they're staying actually pretty, pretty darn stable. All right, we're heading over to Las Vegas Raiders. And what are we going to do here? We definitely like Josh Jacobs, right? They brought in, the Raiders brought in Devontae Booker from Denver as a free agent. They also drafted this kid, Lynn Bolden, who came out of, I believe it was Kentucky, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. He's kind of like the, he's he was drafted as a wide receiver. He was actually played quarterback um, for a bit, but... Teams that slotted him as either a wide receiver or a running back, while a lot of people have Bowden actually being as the primary backup to Josh Jacobs, and I'm saying hold your horses there because you have Devontae Booker, who they also brought in after the draft, and then you still have Jalen Richard, who I believe actually signed an extension, if I'm not mistaken. So when it comes to Josh Jacobs, we kind of have to be careful on who we're believing is going to be the actual backup. Is it going to be Devontae Booker, Lynn Bowden, or Jalen Richard? 
Or do we just say fuck it all together and we just leave Josh Jacobs? Because none of the guys behind him are going to be able to do it. For me, it's Josh Jacobs or bust. I'm not going to buy into the Lynn Bowden hype. I like Lynn Bowden. I like the kid a lot. He's got a lot of talent. But I don't know if I'm going to trust him in a full running back mode. I'd, I would have rather have seen him be a guy to compete in the slot with Hunter Renfro than be a backup to Josh Jacobs. And maybe he can learn a little bit more back there. But I would have preferred him to be a wide receiver. I would have preferred him to be that jack-of-all-trades, that Swiss Army knife type guy. Not as a backup. I understand they're going to have plays for him. Josh Jacobs doesn't really catch the ball. So maybe this is a fight for a third down back roll with Jalen Richard. The Raiders defense isn't all that great. So maybe they're going to be playing from behind a lot. We're going to have to see. The big question really is that quarterback with Derek Carr. Is Derek Carr going to step up? and finally be the quarterback that everybody thought he was going to be? Or is he going to give that job up to newly signed Marcus Mariota? Don't know. Mariota's a little bit more dynamic. I think he's got he, he's definitely got better feet. Is that arm there? We know he's had elbow issues where he's lost feeling in his arm. He couldn't throw the football. Is that going to follow him from Tennessee to Las Vegas? We're going to have to see what happens in training camp. It is possible at some point that Derek Carr loses his job and Marcus Mariota takes over. Because God forbid that Nathan Peterman becomes the quarterback for this team. God forbid. Now, the offensive line is great. You got Colton Miller, Richie Incognito, Rodney Hudson, Gabe Jackson, and Trent Brown. It's going to be solid, solid, solid if they can keep in games. Josh Jacobs should have a good year again. He should follow up that rookie campaign and have a good year. You look at the passing targets. You got Tyrell Williams back. Now you have Henry Ruggs, the rookie coming in from Alabama who they spent a first-round pick, 12th overall. This was the spot where we said, okay, Jerry, Judy, or C.D. Lamb. And they went with Henry Ruggs. They went with the speedster. Now, wide receiver ones, if Henry Ruggs is believed to be a wide receiver one, which you drafted him in the top 12 picks, you would expect Henry Ruggs to be the number one, not Tyrell Williams. Certainly not Hunter Renfro. I like Hunter Renfro. He's a short, little shifty guy. He's got quickness. Henry Ruggs has quickness. Henry Ruggs has questions about his route running abilities. I don't think that's going to be too big of an issue, in my opinion. I think Henry Ruggs is going to get drafted lower than what everybody's expecting. 
and at a good value to take a shot on. Because when we look at the defense, we're going to see that they didn't do all that much for that defense. Darren Waller you have returning at tight end. Love Darren Waller. We talked about Darren Waller at the beginning of June, I want to say, of last year. And yes, there was guys on the radio talking about Darren Waller. Not a lot. A lot of people shit on Darren Waller. He's a capable tight end. The thing I have a problem with is the fact that the Raiders brought in Jason Witten. Why the fuck would you bring Jason Witten in here? Why would you bring him in? Yeah, he's a capable blocker. But you don't bring Jason Witten in to block. You bring him in to catch passes. That's seriously... Not enough people are talking about how that's going to hurt Darren Waller's value. He's going to get drafted way too high. And shit's going to hit the fan there. And we'll get into this when we get into the schedule too. I'm very, very low on Darren Waller. Not because of his talent. Just because of who's there. With Darren Waller. All right, looking at the defense, you got Max Crosby, Malik Collins, Maurice Hurst, and Cleland Farrell across the board. It's actually not too bad of a defensive line. Um, The rushing defense, I don't think, is going to be that big of a hindrance. It's going to be more of the passing defense. Um, Linebacking core of uh, Nick Kowatsky, who came over from uh, Chicago who we like here. Uh, Corey Littleton, who actually came over from the L.A. Raiders. Uh, L.A. Raiders. God, the L.A. Rams, for fuck's sakes. Um, but there is a weak spot in Nicholas Moreau. I don't like him um, at the weak side linebacker spot. When we look at the secondary, you're going to have uh, the other first-round pick for the Raiders in Damon Ameta. Ameti. Oh, God. Fuck that up. Ameti out of uh, Ohio State uh, should be starting. I, if he doesn't beat Nevin Lawson, that's a huge, huge um, negative pick for the Raiders. Uh, then you're going to have Trayvon Mullen on the other side, who I don't know why he rated out so high. He sucks. He sucks, too. Um, you have LaMarcus Joyner. At, I have him slotted for right now at slot. Although uh, they did bring in Prince Mukamara, who I think could take that slot role, or they could, or they could move uh, Arnett over to the slot, and then you could have a Mukamara on the outside. Uh, your safeties are going to be Jeff Heath and Jonathan Abram. Jonathan Abram fell behind. I think he could lose that job to Demarius Randall at the free safety spot and be moved up with Jeff Heath. So I kind of like the safeties in here, but it's the corners that we're, we're having a question. We need to know where that's going to get all set up here. So let's go to our Las Vegas Raiders, who are not too far away. Let's look at their schedule. Based on uh, opponent record is 23rd. Oh, 23rd overall, huh? All right. Well, how's that match up with the total defense rank? 24th. Nice. 
two best quarters being the second and fourth quarter at 26th and 25th, respectively. Uh, the first quarter is coming in at third at 19th overall. So you have 19, 26, 7 in the third quarter. So you're going to have a bit of a dip. Um, and then 25th overall. Uh, versus the rush, here's the thing that I've lo- been looking at with Josh Jacobs. Full season, he's actually got the 29th best uh 29th best. It's actually the fourth worst um, defense uh, defenses at 29th overall. Uh, your first quarter is going to be 28, 15, 12, and 26. So really good at the beginning, really good at the end. And I think he can navigate that second and third quarter. We'll get into the teams in there and, t- and talk about that. Versus the pass, 18th overall. It's not too bad. Now, the first quarter is going to be 10th hardest, uh, followed by 28th, 7th, and 22nd. So second quarter is going to be pretty good, as well as the fourth quarter, for now. Um, that'll update. That'll fully update, actually, after week f- or during week four, actually. So we'll see what happens there. Wide receiver ones, 18th. 18th overall. 10, 22, 10, and 22. So it kind of flip-flops, you know, up and down. Uh, that actually still bolts in for rugs, especially at where he's getting drafted. You wouldn't necessarily have to rely on him, but you could use him to take care of it, uh, uh, take on some advantages here. Wide receiver two, which in my opinion will be Tyrell Williams. 18th overall again. Uh, let's take a look at the quarters. 13th, 25th, 7th, and 24th. So it is an up down, up and down fluctuation. That is going right along with rugs. So, interesting. Interesting. If they're playing from behind, there's some definitely some matchups that we can take advantage of. And it doesn't matter whether or not you have rugs or Tyrell Williams, although rugs would be the guy with the more upside. Especially with Tyrell Williams being hurt last year, that's really got me kind of wondering if his durability is going to be able to be there or if he's going to be supplanted by Brian Edwards at some point because of injuries. Wide receiver plus, ninth overall. Go by quarters, 9, 25th, 2nd, and 18th. So, again, that 2nd and 4th quarters, you know, the wide receiver plus isn't somebody that we want to really rely on, but it is definitely something that we may want to take a look at in DFS this upcoming season. Tight end. 10th hardest schedule for the year. Starts out good. Hmm. Starts out good, though. 23rd, 26th, 7th, and 1st. So, quite possibly... I'm sorry, 3rd. Quite possibly, we could actually take a look at Darren Waller if he actually slips in the draft. Could get him and sell him. Sell high candidate. Sell high candidate. But we don't plan don't plan for that. <laughs> we'll take a look at that. Uh, running backs in the passing game. Now this is kind of what I'm looking at for Jalen Richard and Lynn Bowden because we know Josh Jacobs doesn't catch a lot of passes. And it's kind of too bad because they have the 28th overall versus the running back in the passing game. By quarter, 16, 25th, 20th, and 17th. So it's not too bad. 
Not too bad at all. Now, if we look at the offenses that the defense is going to be going against. Hmm. Interesting. Total offense, uh, total offense uh, strength of schedule, 29th overall. 25th, 26th, 17th, and 8th. So it gets harder as the season goes on. Uh, passing offense, 26th, 24th, 25th, 18th, and 5th. We're going uh, to have to take a look at this. Rush offense, uh, 32nd. It's the best, best schedule against rushing offenses in the league. Uh, by quarter, 23rd, 32nd, 19th, and 21st. <laughs> Interesting. Defense plus offense, strength of schedule, 24th overall. Not bad. 23rd, 30th, 11th, and 10th. Okay, so it gets worse. It gets better, and then just falls off a fucking cliff in the second half. See what the schedule we got. <clears throat> Ooh, Panthers in week one. Ugh, Saints in week two. Patriots in week three. Okay. Uh, Bills in week four. Yeah. Chiefs in week five. Eh, right before the bye week. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. They could be one and four at that point in time. Uh, week seven and eight. Buccaneers and Browns. Buccaneers talked about Browns up and coming. So that may skew. That might skew stuff. Let's take a look in here. What do we got next? Chargers and Broncos. Chargers not really too scared of, but they have an opportunity against this team. Broncos, again, we've talked about this. Uh, Chiefs, again, wow. Three division opponents all in three weeks. Interesting. Falcons, certainly could light them up. Jets, we're not scared of. Colts, Chargers. Colts is going to be a tough matchup. Colts is going to be a very tough matchup. Chargers, maybe not so much. Dolphins in Week 16, that's kind of interesting. That's kind of interesting because we'll be able to figure, find out what's going on with the Dolphins by that time. Uh, so I'm probably, it, you know, definitely when you're looking at the defense, it's just kind of a waiver wire type thing, just something to keep an eye on because they are the 31st uh, taking defense in the NFFC at 450. So... Uh, quarterback, let's take a look at Derek Carr. He's the 27th quarterback taken off the board at 177 overall. So two quarterbacks, uh, super flex, definitely a guy maybe just kind of take a look at, uh, take a, a flyer on. You're probably going to look at getting three quarterbacks anyways in those type of leagues. Um, especially in two quarterback, you're going to want to get three. Uh, Superflex, it's not so much you can kind of play it by ear, but I do like to have a third right out the gate if I can. Uh, Marcus Mariota, just take a look at him. He's 57th quarterback taken uh, at 458. So, running backs. Where is our Josh Jacobs? Oh, he's 13th running back off the board at 17 overall. Not too bad. Like to see that ADP uh, overall kind of drop in a PP in a full PPR league, um, but it is what it is right now. Uh, let's see what his balance has been going. All right, eleventh, eighth. Oh no, we're doing overall. Oh no, let's just do running back itself. Eleven, eight, twelve, twelve, and thirteen. So he's kind of stabilized right around that twelve, thirteenth overall. 
Uh, let's take a look at the overall over here. 16th, 12th, 16th, 15th, 17th. Okay, so he's kind of dropped down a little bit um, into that second half of the second round. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Like I'd rather have it in a half point in the standard leagues, uh, full point PPR. I mean, it probably would take a shot on a layer first before I I do Josh Jacobs. But Josh Jacobs is a known quantity, and we need to put that in consideration. Jalen Richard comes in as your next uh, Las Vegas Raider running back at seventy first overall for running backs two seventy seven. So your backups are not really being taken that high. We got Devontae Booker at 96 and 412. Oh, where's our Lynn Bowden? Where's Lynn Bowden? Nobody's drafting Lynn Bowden. I had to have missed it. There's no way. Yeah, Lynn Bowden's not even being drafted. So Lynn Bowden isn't really high on anybody's list. Oh, you know what? You know why we can't find him there? That's because he's in wide receivers. Oh, yeah. Mm, This is why you might want to take a shot on Lynn Bowden in some of your uh, best ball drafts because you get him at a wide receiver versus a running back, and he's going to flip into a backup role somewhere in the running backs. He'll be utilized in the passing game as well. So let's take a look at our wide receivers. Tick, 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 tick. Henry Ruggs comes up first at the 48th overall wide receiver, 126. So you're looking at about an 11th round pick. Um, definitely somebody that you might want to take a flyer on. He's going to end up being probably about your fourth wide receiver off the board uh, or on your team when you take him. Uh, Hunter Renfro actually comes in next at the 61st wide receiver at 160. 160, that's way down there, which means Tyrell Williams is basically getting undrafted at 75th wide receiver overall to 11. That might be an end-of-the-draft type guy if Rex is gone. I would take a shot on Tyrell Williams before I'd taking a shot on uh, Hunter Renfro. Um, but Hunter Renfro would be the third guy that I would look at. Let's see here. Let's see here. Where are our other Las Vegas Raiders? Zay Jones comes in at 98th, 316 overall. Oh, God. Don't ride that Zay Jones train. Fuck that. Stay out of there. Lynn Bowden. Here he is. 123 at the wide receiver spot. 415 overall. You're not going to take a shot on that? Let's take a shot on that. Especially in best ball, where you're getting like that 20 plus uh, round range in there. Definitely take a shot in Lynn Bowden, 20 round. Definitely. Nelson Aguilar, 126 at 421. Oh, God. Get out of here. Nobody's taking a shot on fucking Nelson Aguilar. Not after that bullshit last year. All right. Let's go take a look at the tight ends real quick. We got Darren Waller, fifth tight end off the board, 68th overall. That's not too bad. That's a six round pick. It's about right. I'd rather have him somewhere around probably the eighth round, you know, that eight to ten range, but I don't know if you're going to be able to get him in there. Um, the guys going around him. You have Mark Andrews to get taken fourth, uh, tight end off the board at 55, so about 13 picks earlier. Then you have Tyler Higby, Evan Ingram, 
and Hunter Henry, and then you have uh, everybody's darling Hayden Hurst out of Atlanta at nine, at one hundred three. I'd rather take a shot on Hayden Hurst, I think, than pay up for Darren Waller. To be completely honest with you, I don't draft to figure out trades. I work the waiver wire. I work trades later and target the guys that we want to target. Um, That's why I probably would tell you to stay away from Darren Waller. I know a lot of people aren't going to listen to me, but, hey, that's okay. That's that's why we go through this shit every year, right? We talk about this shit. Talk about it. So you can hear my voice telling you, don't fucking do it. God damn it. All right. Last but certainly not least, we're the LA Chargers. Let's see where we're at. Oh my god, we're already over a fucking hour. Are you kidding me? Alright. We'll try to get through this as quickly as possible. Might be an hour and twenty minutes, might be about an hour and a half. <sighs> Just relax, sit back, and listen to the docile tones of my Wisconsin accent. Alright, where do we start on the LA Chargers offense? You don't have Philip Rivers there anymore, so Tyrod Taylor takes over until they're ready to put Justin Herbert in there. And Tyrod Taylor should get the bulk of the snaps at the beginning of the year. Don't really care much for Tyrod Taylor. I'm not going to care much for the, the offense as a whole as far as the passing game. Just not. It's Tyrod Taylor. He's been around. He gets kicked out. He gets booted. He's a gatekeeper until the uh, fucking... You know, young kid is ready to go. That's all he is at this point. I love Tyrod Taylor. I don't love him enough to use him in in seasonal. Fuck no. Probably not even in DFS. I'm not going to take a shot on that. Oh, you'll be dirt fucking cheap, but I'm not going to take a shot on that. Are we going to take a shot on Austin Eckler? Are we going to pay the higher price this year? We're going to have to see where he's at. I don't, it's, you got Tyrod Taylor at quarterback. Let's take a look at the offensive line. You got Brian Bulaga, who's brought in from the Green Bay Packers. They're going to shift him over to the left tackle. I did finally make that switch on the depth charts. It just makes sense. So I had to do it. Dan Feeney, Mike Pouncey, who should actually have a bounce back here, uh, Trey Turner, and Sam Tevy. It's a pretty average line. I don't think it's going to improve in its run blocking this year. Pass blocking, it should be okay. But Austin Eckler makes this hay with the catches, right? Is he going to get the same amount of catches that he got last year? Can we expect that? You can't really go into a season expecting it. He was second to uh, uh, CMC last year. Is that going to continue? They paid him like it's going to continue. He's definitely going to be the number one. But I don't want to rely on the catches. I want to get the I want to get the ground and pound yards. It is essential. Catches are nice, but fuck. You're doing a, a standard league, which, you know, we're talking no PPR. And yes, I, I don't think there's much difference when you're going from 
when you're going between levels, like between standard and half point, you're going to hear this argument. This is just my thought. You can disagree with me on it whatsoever. It doesn't matter to me. When you're looking at between standard and half point, there's not really that much difference, right? Because it's half a point per reception. You can't expect 90 fucking receptions in a year. It's 45 points. Split that out between a 16-game season, and what does that come out to? Just under three points a game. Are they valuable? Yes, absolutely. Especially, when, I mean, if, if you're looking between standard and full-point PPR, yeah, that's a big gap. But, like I said, when you're going between standard and half-point, it's three points per game. You go from half to the full-point PPR, it's another three points a game. So that's a six-point difference between standard and full-point PPR. You can make the argument a lot better to hold back on PPR running backs, right? In standard leagues. But the yardage still accrues, right? The opportunities are still there. That's what I look at. Opportunities. If a guy has more opportunities, he definitely deserves to be bumped up a lot more. It's just whether or not we're paying to get that upper opportunity that was achieved the year before, expecting that same output, or are we saying, no, he should regress back down? Is it now, now is it worth paying at that price? I hope I didn't confuse a lot of people on that. If I did, hit me up on Twitter. It's fine. But I mean, we'll take a look at the ADP. Let's just take a look at the ADP and talk about it from there. But I mean, if you're looking at Tyrod Taylor's targets, you have, we'll just start at tight end. You have Hunter Henry there. Um, we'll take a look at his ADP uh, overall. I do. I still like Hunter Henry. He does get, you know, hurt every year. The question is whether or not Donald Parham is actually going to be his number two. Um, we like Donald Parham in the XFL. Love Donald Parham in the XFL for Dallas. Holy fuck, was that guy good? That's why I was a little pissed that the Chargers got him because it just kind of buries him behind Hunter Henry as far as, far as target share. Although who knows, Tyrod Taylor might actually find out that he likes Donald Parham more. Donald Parham isn't getting fucking drafted. You want to take a shot on a fucking tight end? Take a shot on Donald Parham because Hunter Henry gets hurt every fucking year. Why not? Now let's take a look at the wide receivers. You have Keenan Allen in the slot, as always. If not, outside. Mike Williams is back. Uh, starting right now, outside of Mike Williams in three wide receiver set, Andre Patton. Andre fucking Patton. Are you kidding me? 
Now, they did bring in Darius Jennings from Tennessee. <laughs> Not looking at Darius Jennings from Tennessee. I will take a look at Joe Reed and K.J. Hill. Uh, KJ, uh, Joe Reed especially. Um, he is a fifth-round pick out of uh, Virginia. K.J. Hill uh, comes from Ohio State in the seventh round. It's going to be a little tough for him to kind of break through, especially in this offense. Um, K.J. Hill does have a little bit more upside, I think, than Joe Reed. But uh, I just don't know if I can pull the trigger on there. Uh, I got talking on Austin Ackler uh, and forgot to talk about his backups. Um, Justin Jackson is still there. Uh, they drafted Josh Kelly in the fourth round out of UCLA. I kind of like Josh Kelly. Um, is he a stud? No. Is he capable of doing the things that Austin Eckler can do? Yes. Is he going to get a shot? Depends. We like Justin Jackson. Um, He's going to end up... Justin Jackson is going to be the forgotten part of this offense. In terms of uh, whether or not Joshua Kelly is actually going to be the handcuff to Austin Eckler. Um, my thought on it is that Justin Jackson really didn't lose, shouldn't lose the opportunity just because Josh Kelly was drafted. But Josh Kelly is going to be made to earn it. He's a fourth-round pick. Um, Justin Jackson actually came in, I believe, as a sixth or seventh, if I remember correctly. It was two years ago. He's nothing... in you know, incredibly major, but um, it's definitely something to take a look at uh, once we get closer to the season, seeing who is taking over that spot. We know Austin Eckler is going to be the number one. So taking a look at the defense to see if they've improved anywhere. Uh, across the front line, you have Joey Bosa, Linval Joseph, and Justin Jones. Uh, I thought, yeah, Linval Joseph came over from Minnesota. Phil's in that uh Nose tackle spot um, that uh, Brandon Mebane was in, so it's it's quite an upgrade right up the middle. They're not going to be you're not going to be able to run really as effectively on them. Uh, they have Nick Vigil, Kenneth Murray, who they drafted in the first round, uh, inside linebacker out of Oklahoma, and Uchenna Nwosu. Uh, at the linebacking course, so Nick Vigil's a little, little hesitant on Nick on Nick Vigil, but um, and I think Denzel Perryman actually could beat him out for that spot um, if they don't want to move Kenneth Murray out and leave Perryman Denzel Perryman in the middle. Um, so they should have improved there. You get back into the safety spots, you're going to have Rayshon Jenkins and uh, Derwin James back there. Still pretty solid. Corners are going to be Chris Harris, who comes over from Denver. This is a solid add to put right across from uh, Casey Hayward. And then you're going to have Desmond King in the slot. So overall, this defense isn't too bad. Um, there is quite the chance that they're going to utilize Eckler uh, quite heavily in this offense. They did pay him to do it. Um, it's just whether or not the schedule is going to be kind to them. Uh, full season schedule <clears throat> ranking based on strength of schedule is 10th overall. Uh, total defense strength of schedule is third overall. 
12th, 18th, 6th, and 9. It's a little worrisome. Let's take a look at the rush. They have the second ranked rush defense strength of schedule. Fourth, 22nd, 5th, and 5th. That is worrisome. That we need to take a look at. Um, versus the pass, you have 13th overall, 19, 16, 9, and 14 based on quarters. It's not too bad, but it is Tyrod Taylor that we're talking about. Wide receiver one, which technically would be Keenan Allen here, is 14th overall. Go by quarters, 17th, 8th, 13th, and 17th. Not terribly great, especially, you know, we're putting uh, Tyrod in perspective here as far as the passing offense. Wide receiver two, which would be Mike Williams. 14th overall, you have 14, 28, 10, and 5. This may be a team that we just focus on with uh, DFS. Wide receiver plus is 12 overall, 27th, 8th, 8th, and 12th. I not don't ask me about Andre Patton fucking ever. Tight end, though, 27th ranked strength of schedule in the league. Go 16th, 23rd, 21st, and 16th. So that does absolutely put Hunter Henry in the board. Tyrod Taylor's always been more of a short game passer, more of a dink and dunk type guy. So Henry is definitely somebody that we might want to target. Uh, uh, versus wide receiver uh, versus running backs in the passing game. This is where we need to pay attention. Six overall. 13, 14, third, and 15. So there's room to improve. There's room to go down. They're right dead in the middle uh, for most of the year, except for that third quarter, which could fucking kill you if you're fighting for a playoff spot and you're right on the brink. Uh, total offense rank. This is more for the defense. Let's take a look here. 12 overall as far as strength of schedule based on opponents' offenses. 12, 29, 7, and 16. Hmm. Not too bad until you get into that second quarter versus passing offenses. Ah, here it is. 22nd overall. Uh, 18, 24, 9, and 19. There's, there's the problem. But... They might be up to the challenge. It is pretty decent. Uh, it all depends on how you feel about Chris Harris. If you think he is uh, still a top-end corner or whether or not he's getting a little bit long in the tooth. He has been in the league for quite a while. Uh, rush offense, 10th. 5, 31st, 6th, and nine. So not too bad. The second quarter is going to be a pain in the ass. Defense plus offense. Uh uh, strength of schedule ranking, fourth. 10, 23, 4, and 9 by quarter. So it's going to be a long season, uh, at least by prediction, for the Los Angeles Chargers. But let's take a look. Let's go opponent by opponent before we get into our ADPs. Bengals and Chiefs. Uh, Bengals have actually improved on defense, but I do st- still think that they're going to be able to be uh, run and passed on. Pardon me. Uh, Chiefs were going to be a little bit worried about. Panthers and Buccaneers in week three and four. Interesting. It's not too bad. Uh, Saints and Jets. A little worried about the Saints. Jets, not so much. And it is at the Saints. 
Let's not discount that one. Week 7 and 8, you have Dolphins and Jaguars. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, Raiders in Week 9 before we hit the Week 10 bye. That could be a little bit troublesome. Although their games have been relatively close, if I'm not mistaken. Coming out of the bye for Weeks 11 and 12, you have the Broncos and Bills. Okay. We know the Broncos are quite possibly ascending. We know what the Bills' um, expectations are this year. Patriots and Falcons. We're not worried about the Patriots. Uh, Falcons, maybe a little bit. Raiders and Broncos to go out Week 15 and 16. They skip. They only face the Chiefs once. Chiefs they hit in Week 17. So if you're going full season, you're fucked. Um, Raiders and Broncos. Yeah. Chargers might actually be a competent defense. Um, it all depends. Like I said, if 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 they go to more of a ball control type offense under Shane, under Shane Steichen, um, it should actually be pretty good. But let's see. Let's go. Let's go into our ADP trackers before and finally getting done with this podcast, which I am very apologetic. Is going to run an hour and a half. Did I say apologetic? I mean, I knew it was going to fucking happen. And you can expect it to happen every podcast. Well, not every podcast, just when we're running through. Because we like to go through everything. Come on. We like to be thorough. We like to be thorough. Let's find our L.A. Charger quarterbacks. Tyrod Taylor comes in at quarterback 32, 221. Yeah, Herbert's right behind him at 34 to 269. Yeah, we're not worried about we're not worried about the quarterbacks whatsoever. Fucked up. All right, L.A. Chargers though for running backs. <clears throat> Austin Eckler is the number 12 running back at 16 overall. NFFC that's full point PPR. It's understandable he's going in the second. Uh, you know, right around the middle. <laughs> Sorry. That was the second round. Might be a little bit too high. We've talked about this. Melvin Gordon sitting right down there at Denver at 25. Um, you got Clyde Edwards O'Leary at 19, a little bit farther behind. We like that offense a little bit more. Uh, so I might pass on Eckler. It depends on how far up that ADP is going to go. Because originally he was at 7, and then he dropped down to 12, 13, 11, and 12 for running back. Um, he went to... A, la, 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 he was 11th overall at one point, and then he slipped down to 26, 17, 14, 16. So he started stabilizing the last three weeks. Oh, let's see what the backups are going here. Justin Jackson is going to be your 55th overall running back at 155. Josh Kelly is right behind him at 59 and 169. So not really going to have to pay a lot to handcuff him. Uh, I don't think even when we come out, like if, even when it's actually draft season for your regular season, your home leagues and stuff, you're going to be able to get a, If you want a handcuff, we know what the handcuff is. You're going to be able to get him right at the end, like right before you're picking your defense. And I mean, my God, your kicker. If you're still using a kicker, which is just atrocious. All right, let's take a look at the wide receivers. We've got Keenan Allen, who is the 22nd uh, wide receiver off the board at 54 overall. So he's going in the fifth round. <sighs> still rather have Cortland Sutton. 
Still rather have Cortland Sutton. Sorry. Mike Williams is going to be the 47th wide receiver off the board at 121. So just outside of the 10th round into the 11th. It's not too bad of a guy to take a shot on. Um, I don't hate it. Now, do we have any other L.A. Chargers? Yes, we have K.J. Hill at 122. uh, 122nd wide receiver off the board, 414, so he's going nowhere. Um, I'm probably going to skip in best ball uh, unless you really need an upside guy. Maybe I would take a look at him. Joe Reed is off the board currently. He actually fell. He's been falling hard the last three weeks. He was 93, then he went to 104, and now he's completely off the board there. Uh, Tight ends, we have a concern because we want to take a look at Hunter Henry. Eighth tight end off the board, 96 overall pick. Fucking fantastic. Let's target Hunter Henry. Let's target Hunter Henry in our draft, especially right now in best balls. Because that ADP, once people start realizing what's actually going on with this season, people are going to start jumping on Henry, I think. I think he's going to get up towards that Darren Waller spot. If he doesn't, fuck. That's awesome. Let's just take it. Uh, we talked about Donald Parham. He's not being drafted whatsoever. Uh, definitely take a look at Parham if something happens to Henry in the preseason. And let's take a look at the defense here. We got the LA Chargers as the 12th defense taken at 218. So nobody's really super high on them. You got the Chiefs, Minnesota Vikings directly in front of them, Philadelphia Eagles, and Denver Broncos directly behind them. And that's the AFC West. We will do the NFC West on Friday, like I had said earlier. Um, but we're approaching an hour and a half, and I got to get the fuck out of here. I, I can't keep you guys anymore. Remember, find me on Twitter at RoyDog underscore 13. Instagram as well at RoyDog underscore 13. R-O-Y-D-A-W-G underscore 1-3. If you want copies of the ADPs, the depth charts, DM me on one of those two spots. Those are the two preferred spots. Um, you can, all, all I need is basically your email address, and I'll add you to the list. Get sent out. It's old school, man. It's old school. We send it all out. And like I said, it is free. But if you care to donate to the cause, to the people's, the people's fantasy football podcast and stats and statistics, stats and statistics are the same fucking things. I'm tired. I've been up since 2 a.m. I apologize. But if you do want to donate, uh, it goes to a great cause. Everything that gets donated goes right back into the product, the people's product. Hit me up on Venmo at Dennis-Roy-14. And with that being said, I bid you adieu, and I'll talk to you guys on Friday. Peace out. Love each other.